Welcome to the Living a Nordic Life podcast, where we explore a simpler, cozier and more intentional life the Nordic way. I'm Fiona McKinna, your Nordic Living Guide and founder of Living a Nordic Life, where I share all things Nordic living and show you that a Nordic life is the way to bring intentional calm and healthy habits into your own life, wherever you are in the world. Are you looking for ways to bring simplicity, coziness and calm into your life? Well, let me show you how. Visit the Living a Nordic Life website to explore how I can help you on your journey to simple, healthy and happy calm, the Nordic way. You can subscribe to the podcast right here. And if you want regular inspirational emails sent with love from Norway and straight to your inbox, don't forget to subscribe to the Living a Nordic Life newsletters. And so now let's dive into our episode. God Yule! Merry Christmas from Norway! I couldn't let Christmas pass without wishing you all a God Yule from my home to yours and thanking you all for joining me over the last few months since May on my new podcasting journey. You've all been really supportive and it's made this new passion of mine, podcasting, even more enjoyable, which I hope really shows in each and every episode because I love doing it. Anyway, here we are on the 22nd of December in southern Norway, a snowy southern Norway. And I want to take you on a little journey to a Nordic Christmas. Before I moved to Scandinavia, I had this idea of what a Nordic Christmas might look like. Much of it was what I'd seen in films and read in books and been told, even though I was really well-travelled and really well-travelled. And I worked previous to this as an international event manager. So Christmases were mostly spent either in my home in England or sometimes in France with extended family and occasionally in Slovenia. But they had mostly been about taking my own British culture or what I was used to um, as a kind of English Christmas or part of the French culture from the extended family with me. Kind of combination of both. But moving to Norway and becoming instantly part of a Norwegian family with fairly traditional Norwegian Christmases, they won't mind me saying that, meant that I was able to immerse myself in a proper Norsk Yule. So let me paint a picture for you of what a Nordic festive season is like, and in particular, a Norwegian festive season. Even at the beginning of December, we see snow, and well before that, we hope to see snow, actually. And certainly freezing temperatures. And Christmas doesn't really feel Christmas without a sprinkling of the white stuff. We call it a green Christmas if there isn't any sort of really green at all. It's more brown, I have to say, or grey. But um, if we don't get snow, but there's an excitement and a beauty to it when you do get snow towards Christmas, and especially if it's on Christmas Eve. The days get much shorter and the evenings get much longer. And people begin to put their outside lights on and make things warm and cosy, not only inside their homes, but also on the outside. If you walk through any neighbourhood in Norway in December, you'll see sparkling fairy lights outside. Not huge displays of multicoloured lights, that's really not a thing here. But a tasteful arrangement of tiny little white lights draped along terrace balustrades and wrapped around conifers by front doors and just something that's really welcoming and shining a light into that darkness and reflecting off the snow as well, it's beautiful. 
And this is not just in towns. This is in very rural areas where you think, well, maybe nobody will even pass that house, you know, for 12 hours. But yeah, everybody's got their lights on and it looks amazing. There'll be candles lit in glass candle holders outside to protect them from the wind and the snow. Although I have to find, I do find with mine that the snow manages to get in somehow. I've got no idea how and puts the candle out. But anyway, yes, we put those outside by our front doors and they cast this gentle flickering light through the darkness and they welcome visitors and passers-by in. Windows are adorned with really simple advent lights. It's like a pyramid, triangle of lights set on a little wooden thing and you, you plug them in, they're electric. But they really look beautiful and people will have them in every window downstairs. They're lovely. And then the curtains are open. And you can't see into the house, but you get this light kind of casting very gentle light outside. But it just feels really welcoming. It doesn't feel quite so dark. We also have this thing, like I just said, of leaving the curtains open. So anybody walking past can enjoy this cosy light of a candle burning. I like to burn real candles, actually. I really like that. But we don't leave them unattended, I have to say. But you get this light coming out through the windows, which is really cosy and welcoming. And it's lovely at this time of year. It starts much earlier than December, I have to say. We start doing that in the autumn, but it kind of reaches its peak. And lots of people also have stars that they hang in the window. And they either come here with a light inside, so you can plug them in, or just a very simple star. I guess at some point they probably would have had a candle in them, but not anymore. <laughs> they made it of paper or thick paper, a bit like card, but they're really pretty. And all this is in part what we call Führjulshigge. That simply means coziness before Christmas. It doesn't sound quite the same in English, does it? It's, it's too much. You need a word, Führjulshigge. I much prefer that. And it's that coziness that we feel in the run-up to Christmas. That feeling of warmth inside when you're taking part in Christmas activities. Looking at pretty lights or wrapping gifts for your friends and family. It's that same hygge feeling that you get when you're doing those simple, wonderful, everyday things that bring you joy. I know that you know what I'm talking about. But it's all about Christmas hygge. And it's taken really seriously here. And although we don't really use the word in, you know, kind of everyday conversation and we don't use it that much, there's this collective effort to make that time before Christmas, not just Christmas itself, but that time before, something special and memorable and maybe even more special and memorable. You know, why not extend it to that month before if you can? But certainly these few days before Christmas. People begin to do Christmas baking and lots of people take a great deal of pride in their baking. And that's not just older people, because you tend to think of that as being somebody's grandma who does that. It's not. It's everybody. It's all of us. It's done by young and old. And all those generational old recipes are brought out, like peppercocker, eulacocker. Everybody has their own recipe with that. I've noticed that recently when I was sharing my recipe, in which I do not put candied fruit or citrus. But lots of other people do. Their grandma, their great-grandma, and their family recipe has candied fruit in it. And crumcocker. Everybody likes to make them. They're, they're tricky to make, I have to say. <laughs> they look easy, but they're not. It's the rolling that's difficult. And we bake in bulk so that we have plenty of cookies and cakes to keep us going through the whole of December. 
And if you wander through any small town in Norway at this time of year, you would be surrounded by a cosy feeling of Yuletide festivity. The shops and houses are all adorned with delicate lights. There are candles lit outside on the pavements to welcome you inside. Every shop, pretty much. It's lovely. And once you get in, you're greeted with gingerbread and glug, non-alcoholic, and hot coffee. It all encourages you to slow down a little bit. To stop for a moment to get yourself a cup and a cookie, maybe two cookies, and stroll a little more slowly rather than rushing. You tend not to do that, do you, if you've got a biscuit in your hand? And a cup of something warm and festive. You want to just stop a minute. It seems like everywhere has trees up. And little Nissa or Nordic Santas around them, and in front of them, usually dressed in grey and red with pointy hats and beards, to remind us to put out some grit for the fiestness that we have in our barns. If you don't know what they are, you need to go and have a look at my blog post. Um, I tell you all about them. Everybody believes in them, and believe it or not, 350,000 Norwegians leave porridge out for their little barn nissa. Step into a town square at the first weekend in Advent and you will find yourself celebrating the lighting of the Christmas tree. This is not simply a turning on of the lights by the town's mayor. It is a turning on of the lights, but we don't start like that. It's much more cosy and fun than that. Everyone gathers together as the sky gets dark and large candles are lit that everybody holds. These are proper candles as well. They're more like a torch. Um, and it's a flame. And each person takes a candle and they begin to walk towards the place where the unlit tree is standing. And this parade can actually, if you've got a lot of people, this can take quite a long time. Maybe an hour or more, if there are plenty of people. And it's full of happy chatter and camaraderie and a general uplifting feeling. Once the last person in the group arrives at the tree, the lighting ceremony begins. The tree lights are turned on, but the celebration doesn't end there. Warm Eulagrit is served. And Eulagrit is a hot, sweet porridge. It's a little bit like rice pudding. And it's served with a sprinkling of sugar and cinnamon and maybe a dab of butter if you're feeling a little bit luxurious. It's accompanied by a glass of red fruity cordial. And this puts a really lovely, cosy end to a fun and festive celebration in the simplest way possible. But with all this time spent outside, it's important really to get those winter woolens out. Woolen gloves, scarves and thick coats are a must if you're going to make the most of the winter and really enjoy it in its beautiful fullness. You don't want to be cold. Especially if you're going to one of the many Christmas markets that take place throughout December. Very few of them in the Nordics are inside, even the tiny ones. They're either outside or there might be a few things inside, you know, the more precious things like glass items, but everything else is outside. They're set up in outside barns and in town streets with the typical Nordic beauty that you would expect at this time of year. Just stop for a minute and visualise what you think a Nordic Christmas market would be like and that is what it is like. The stands are full of handcrafted and handmade items. Very few commercial things, I have to say, and very little mass-produced. This is a time when people really want to make the most of artisanal crafts and things, skills that have been passed down through generations. 
a lot of generations we're talking here, you know, maybe hundreds of years. Gingerbread, hand-knitted items, a lot of hand-knitted items, and beautiful, delicate crafts are always the most popular. And everybody expects to pay the going rate for the time and the skill that goes into making these special things. It's fun to wander around a Christmas market, especially the little ones, looking at the ancient crafts that are kept alive and thriving, and enjoying that smell of peppercorker and cinnamon and glug and hot coffee wafting through the air. We only get that at this time of year. So, from my cosy candlelit home here in southern Norway, with all its snow, twinkling lights and the sweet smell of pine and spice, I want to wish you a guyul. Merry Christmas. And I hope you have a really cosy, festive time. See you soon. <coughs> If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the Living a Nordic Life newsletters so you can get an email when I release a new episode. It's a quick and easy way to keep up with all things Nordic living. Please visit livingandnordiclife.com. You can listen to Living a Nordic Life on lots of podcast apps, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and plenty of others. If you've enjoyed the Living a Nordic Life podcast, why not leave me a rating? So that's the end of Living a Nordic Life for today, and I look forward to seeing you next time.